Um, I've I've had rather a lot of rum. I did know that. I don't want to be making excuses in that regard. Always drink responsibly, <laughs> List, dear listeners. You Lovely owe it, listeners. You owe it to yourselves to treat alcohol with due respect and um, enthusiasm. No. The other thing. Respect. Yeah. And respect. Yes. And respect. Yes. It's Twice. Like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. It's a poem. It is. Something, something, creeps, creeps, something, day to day, petty pace. Petty pace! Yes, day to day. Babble, babble. Babble, babble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rebel, rebel, party, party. Thank you. And don't forget... The... And the stuff that we can't talk about on this family show. Family show. Family show. Family show. Uh, which it is that it is. Welcome, lovely listeners around the virtual campfire, to Frithcast number 52. Hello. We are your lovely hostesses with the mostesses. Can I just point out that the moment you said episode 52, yeah, right, yeah, my counter, and if you edit bits off the front, this isn't going to make sense, but my timer clicked over to five minutes and 52 seconds. Okay. How about that for Mr. Yeah. Mystical? Sorry, what were you saying? I was saying, welcome lovely listeners around the virtual campfire. Hello. 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 Hello to you too. Thank you. Hello to you too. Thank you. Welcome to Frithcast episode 52. We are your lovely hosts. Would you like us to lay on a turkey? I'm <laughs> Suzanne. <laughs> Hysterics are currently being provided by Kate, who is the coffee-powered druid. Oh, boner. <laughs> Hello. Welcome I'm, to... I'm Kate, I'm the coffee-powered druid, and it's boner to Vardia Eeks. Well, you know... Boner to Vardia Dolly Old Eeks. If you're gonna... But I do. You're gonna, gonna yeah. have to, really, aren't you? So, welcome around the virtual campfire. Hello. We did that bit already. What are we talking about tonight, Suzanne? Well, this episode, I thought we'd have a chat about uh, a bit of a practical skill that I find quite useful. Okay. And it's a skill called visualisation. Visualisation. Now, some folks may already do this. Mm -hmm. Some folks, this may be a brand new shiny word and they'll be thinking, well, how can I apply that to my faith? How can I use it to augment my faith? How can I use it to deepen my faith? Just to clarify, when we say visualisation, we're not talking about music visualisation. No. We are not talking about milk drop 
running on winner. Oh, that is some trippy stuff. Or the, the really rather groovy options on Power Amp now. Yeah, no, none of that. No. Nope. What I'm talking about is using the, the visualisations inside your own head. Okay. This, if you've never come across this word before, it's like using your imagination... Mm-hmm. but directing it in a very specific way. So you might see things called guided visualisations. Okay. And these are uh, little tracks where somebody can talk you through a scenario. Mm-hmm. So you might find it's a good way to, to meditate, to relax, to chill out, to do whatever you're going to do, but do it in a very controlled, careful way to be able to imagining your own brain and put yourself in a place like a daydream okay so somebody would in in those cases somebody would guide would would sort of tell you what you're seeing and then you would interpret it and then you can interpret it so they might have the fact that you is this table creaking the table is creaking hang on just a moment one two three so visualizations you might see some traditional ones in which you you start by sitting, getting comfy, wherever you are. Yep. You might find it easy to close your eyes. And then you might find that there's a section on the beginning about just focusing on your breathing. Mm-hmm. The guided visualisation might take you on a walk. Okay. Through a forest, through the colours of a rainbow, through a meadow with a river... Wherever it is. Yeah, I'm liking the sound of this visualisation. It sounds peaceful. Yeah, it can be kind of trippy in a good way. Because mm-hmm. then sometimes you'll find with a visualisation you've got a time in the centre of that to just kind of be in that space. Okay. Or you might find that somebody has said, you know, there are animals and birds about and they might come and make a connection with you. In other traditions, that can be a way of finding a spirit animal that you're connected to. Is okay. to, to take yourself on a visualisation to go and find it. All right. Are we all right with the concept of spirit animals? I mean, we, we can... Yeah, spirit animals... There are versions of um, guardian spirits, if you like, mm-hmm. which can appear as an animal. They're not necessarily a spirit animal as the indigenous American peoples might understand a spirit animal. But then again, I mean, it's it is a fairly universal concept. I mean, um, in uh, Western European witchcraft, you have the concept of the familiar, yes, um, which is uh, essentially. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the same thing because because obviously it's a it's a whole there's a uh, whole sort of cultural lens world of nuance on it, but, going through that. Yeah, that but, but the idea of having a particular animal associated with you that yeah. That, that, yeah. You might find, if you've ever done a guided visualisation in another tradition, you might find that that's led you to an animal spirit or a Mm -hmm. totem animal, or you might find that sometimes you just want to take 10 minutes out of your day and relax. Some people will meditate and take themselves through a visualisation. Whatever visualisation you find most comforting or most uh, that you connect to most. Yeah use it for me in the traditions that i follow i find that visualizing familiar architecture or familiar items helps me to connect Mm. so i might choose to 
visualise myself travelling through the lands and coming across a Viking hall. Yeah. And going into that hall and sitting and spending time inside that hall and then coming away again after a variable amount of time. It might be five minutes, it might be 25 minutes, it might be 55 minutes. Whatever I've got time for. Yeah. A meditation or a visualisation can be used to fill that space. Okay. It might be a five-minute thing. It might be a ten-minute thing on your hour-long lunch break. You might have an hour's downtime between two meetings and mm. just think, you know what, I'm just going to find myself a quiet corner. Yeah. You might find at the end of the day you want to do a visualisation. You might find on a, a sacred or a festival day you want to do a visualisation connected with the things that you are marking or celebrating. Mm. So here in the Northern Hemisphere, we've just celebrated the coming of spring. Yeah. So you might want to do a visualisation. I mean, we've celebrated it. It doesn't appear to have actually happened yet. It's but... not quite, yeah, it's not quite got the message, but the message has gone out. Mm. It's the beginning of spring and we quite like it, please. Yeah. In theory, if you don't mind, if it's not too much trouble tar. Come on, pony up with the nice weather. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least the start of the nice weather. Yeah. So you might want to either... Think about the things that you might see at this time of year, especially if you find... Snowdrops. Yes, snowdrops in the Northern Hemisphere, especially if you find that you can't go outside right now. Yeah. If for whatever reason you can't spend time outside, visualisation is a good way to get some of that effect. Yeah. To focus on the things you might see and you might hear and you might smell and you might be in that space and just concentrating on that Mm. image you might find you've got five minutes before you take an exam yeah before you take a driving test before i don't know you go in for an operation you might want to take five minutes out and just have that little bit of space you might want to take 25 minutes out 55 minutes out for me, I might not want to go over, say, 20 minutes just at the start because you're still getting used to that concept of how to do this. It's also difficult. I mean, I've, I've, as you as you will know, I've tried meditation many a time yes. many, in many different yeah, yeah, traditions in many different ways. and never really been able to do it because um, I don't have... I don't have the capacity to shut my mind up. Yeah, and, and it's and and some people's so thing, you, and it's not other people's thing, and that's just fine. So I was going to say, if you um, if you sort of set out with something like this and say, right, I'm going to sit and I'm going to do a visualization or whatever for mm-hmm. for forty five minutes, a bit much, and you've never done it before. One. Yeah, you're going to find it very very difficult to to get that get your your active mind to shut the hell up just for a minute or two. Yeah. If you've never, ever tried one of these before, it's all good. Yeah. Give yourself five minutes to start with. And then maybe the second time, give yourself another five minutes. The third time, maybe give yourself ten minutes. Give yourself time and space to develop this as a skill. I guess it's like... If it's your thing. If it's not your thing, it's all good. It's another tool that you might be able to use. It's not everybody's thing. I guess it's the same with any um, physical exercise. I mean, you don't you don't sort of say to yourself, right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna, gonna start doing push ups or I'm gonna start running yeah. or whatever, and and immediately set out and as you say, run a marathon. You don't immediately try and you don't go fell running on your first time no, outside. Absolutely it's, not. You you have to build you, up to it. You build up into. Yeah. So visualization is the same. It's a mental skill that you can build up and you can use. 
it might be that due to mobility or due to medical things, going outside for long periods of time or taking a good long hike somewhere mm. is not appropriate. Yeah. Visualisation might be something that is. So, what I'm going to do is, you're probably thinking, well, how do I apply this in a heathen context? I've heard of it in other traditions. Yeah. And to make it perfectly clear, this is part of my own personal tradition. This this is your individual practice, not necessarily... This is my individual practice. This is not... This would uh, be an example of us not... This is an example of us not not telling telling anybody how to heathen. This is an example of the things that I find useful in my own personal practice, yeah. not necessarily things that everybody is going to find useful. Everybody blanket everywhere, all the heathens. You must visualise. Yeah, no, because it suits some folks and it doesn't suit others. You might find that it's your thing. You might not find it's your thing. Sorry, and the spirit animal's just arrived. The spirit animal has just there arrived. We there we are. Little spirit herald has just arrived. Just before we around the virtual campfire. <laughs> oh, hairy, furry creature. <laughs> um, furry critter. Sorry, got just got the bottom of my leg there. So, before we go zooming off into whatever it is you yeah, want to do, yeah, into the nice kind of space. Do, is there a heathen tradition of of, for want of a better word, spirit animals or animal guides or that There's, kind of thing? Is that a there are. Not I don't want to use the phrase spirit animal no. or animal guide okay. because that those carry a whole lot of connotations that I don't want to imply. Well, there was me trying to avoid totem animal for exactly <laughs> yeah, that totem reason. Totem animal is another phrase that carries a lot of Im- implications with it. Gets used relatively freely in, in uh, um, certainly in British pagan circles. Yeah. There you go. Behold our little household furry animal. Yeah. But you can have um, what they call a flyer, which is like a guardian spirit that often takes the shape of an animal. Okay. Those are attested to in the sagas. Again, we'll throw links in the description for those folks that want to go and have a hunt round for themselves. It's all good and groovy. Yeah. But what I want to start with is... The noise, at... the noise you can hear is the ship's cat... <laughs> Is the campfire cat jumping on the table, which isn't here because we're sitting around a campfire? Definitely obviously, so basically, she's just jumped up onto the top of the campfire, and she's like stamping across it, and it's for some reason it's making claws on wood sort of noise. Don't know quite why. Get off! <laughs> Come here. Excuse us, lovely listeners. Give us a minute while we just dismantle the cat. There we go. There we go. Sit. <laughs> Sit. I mean that's dogs. I know, but I know it is pretty much dogs. Okay. So, visualisation and meditation both start pretty much the same. Hmm. And they both start with you finding a bit of a quiet space. Whether that's five minutes, 25 minutes, 35 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Find a quiet space. Now, some folks will say, pay attention to what you're wearing. Don't wear stuff that's too tight or that digs in or is too small for you to get, you, you know, like shoes that are too small. Okay. Because then you'll be thinking, ow, my feet hurt, and not, you know, chillaxing with the meditation. Do we have to go full on sky clad? God, no. Okay. This is Britain, it's way too cold. <laughs> See aforementioned lack of spring. <laughs> Ain't happening. 
So, wear something that's comfy. Okay. Have a temperature, an ambient temperature, that is comfortable to you personally. I appear to be wearing this mostly this cat at the moment. I know. She's helping. Yeah. Yeah. So, clothing, temperature. Find somewhere to sit that's comfy. That isn't, like, rock hard. That isn't, you know, you might find that sitting on a rock is your thing. Yeah. Being out in the garden is your thing. Being on the sofa is your thing. You never Also know. good. But find a sitting position or a place where you can allow your body to relax. Yep. To a certain extent. Not completely like, you know, flump on the floor, relax. You're not necessarily after full-on hypnosis here. You're not. No. Okay. What you're after is just being comfortable. Okay. So that nothing comes to your brain that says, this is uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable. Yep. I need to move. I need to reset the temperature. I need to, you know, undo the cuffs on this shirt. I need to make sure that I'm just a bit more comfy. Yeah. You want to try and minimise those thoughts as much as you can. Okay. Most of visualisations, meditations will start with you just getting comfy. Hmm. Wherever that happens to be, wherever you happen to be, whatever circumstances you find yourself in, get comfy. Okay. Step the two. Step the three. Profit. Breathing. (laughs) Not profit. Thank you very much. Underpants gnomes. So, breathing. Yep. A lot of visualisations and meditations will just say, pay attention to your breathing. Okay. Be mindful of it, entering your body and leaving your body. Be mindful of the living force, my young Padawan. Yeah, all of that. Yeah? Fudge. Yeah, all of that. It's about listening to the breath, entering and leaving. So you're not falsely trying to slow it right down because then your heart rate will go a whole lot faster trying to get the oxygen which is lacking. Yep to everywhere but you're not speeding it up you're just taking it probably a little bit of a notch down from your usual resting breathing rate usual resting meowing rate (laughs) as demonstrated by the cat you're basically just observing your breathing at this point yeah some visualizations will ask you to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth Mm -hmm. if that's possible and you're capable of doing that all good and groovy If you're not, it's not an essential part. It's just a matter of slowing your breathing down a little bit. Yeah. And just being very, very measured in how you take the air in and take your air out. Mm. Being aware of where all your your body is. But make sure you're breathing comfortably. Yes. You're not... You're not forcing it, not... You're not... Not clenching up all your muscles to get your breath going in and out. So some... You're not forcing too much breath. You're not denying yourself breath. You just... Yeah, allowing, taking focusing on it to take what you're not taking a huge big breath and holding it no. and then letting it out because no, 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 no. that is going to be like feeling like you're going to force your breath. Yeah, and then you're going to get dizzy and you're going to start yeah. tingling and it's it's not it's not going to end well. We have seen this movie. It's not yeah. going to be a good yeah. place to go. So, some will then say, right now, do a mental check over of your whole body and see if you're holding any tension and if you are just relax that part i am yeah for me i hold tension where my neck meets my shoulders yeah that huge big muscle back there that's where my tension will often go and hide the rest of me will all be chilled out 
that bit of muscle will be just going, no, not letting go. And I go, no, relax now, please. Okay, fine. Yeah, That's finish. often, for me, the last place that relaxes. You can often identify these things about yourself. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> I hold tension sort of like top of my head, mm-hmm. um, down to roughly the bottom of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing? All of it. Well, all-encompassing tension. Yeah. Okay. Fingertips. Yeah, Elders, so you, you might find that your hands... Your oh, hands. ow, ooh, <laughs> tension, tension, ow, ow, I've got tension. <laughs> you know, you've got cat claws. And claws. <laughs> I'm tense because of claws. Come here. Gently. <clears throat> there she goes. Gently. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> well, that bit's staying in. <laughs> Bugger off, Santa Claus. <laughs> now, yes, where were we? Oh, we were relaxing, that's right. Yeah, we and were being relaxing. Being mindful and meditative. Yeah. And you're basically going to do, just going to mentally check over everywhere and get it to relax. Okay. Ask it to relax. Give yourself permission to relax. Yeah. However it works for you, mm-hmm. do your thing. Okay. Okay, so now you're sitting and all chilled out. You might find it easier to close your eyes. Right. Now, I can give you a couple of visualisations yeah. in the Northern tradition so you can see what kind of thing I'm talking about. Okay. Now, with these, they're just little short journeys that you can take. Mm-hmm. So you can expand or contract these to whatever size you want. We are professional, aren't we? Totally professional. We are totally professional, <laughs> lovely listeners. See the professionalism it is happening. So if I give you an idea, now that you've kind of chilled your breathing down, found yourself a space, got nice and comfy, relaxed all the obvious places of tension, if I go through a couple of short visualisations, you'll be able to see what I mean and why, for me... I find this a very useful skill okay. because given 20 minutes in an evening, I can do myself a visualisation. Yep. I can take myself somewhere quiet, somewhere peaceful, somewhere familiar, have a bit of chill time and come back with a bit of added focus, some clarity, having taken a little bit of time out for myself yep. and come back. Okay. So when I talk about going out and coming back, I don't literally mean physically travelling there. I mean mentally taking myself into that space. Yeah. So what I've got is a series of short visualisations. And I call these visualisations rather than meditations because meditations tend to be focused on internally. Mm -hmm. Visualisations for me are putting myself... Imagining myself in another space or going to another space. Okay. And being in that other space for a a measure of time and then coming back out of that space. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of visualisations. See what you think. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with a visualisation based around Frigga. She is listed as having a hall in Marshland. Marsh Marsh Hall. Okay. So Frigga is I've I look at as the Lady of the Marsh Hall, the Hall yep. in the Marshes. I'm gonna start and I'm gonna talk you through 
how I might choose to get that. You might just think, well, actually, I just want to sit and use this as a, a visualisation for myself. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Why not? Let us know how you get on with these. Why not? Yeah. See if they work for you. Yeah. If they do, great. If they don't, they might work at a future time. Yeah. You might think, well, they don't work in the way that they are, but I might want to modify them a bit. Do that too. Yeah. Because we can't tell you how to heal them. <laughs> Ever. We Nobody can't even tell you how to visualise. We can't. But I can take you through what I use. See if it works. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Indeed. No sacrifice, no victory. No sacrifice, no victory. So, I'm going to talk you through this one. So, please take a minute. Mm-hmm. Chill your breathing. Yeah, not quite like that. <laughs> Chill your breathing now. Mm-hmm. Just be mindful of what's going into your body and coming out. Take a little bit of a mental check over of... Toes, feet, ankles, calves, knees, thighs, belly, all the way up to the top of your head. Just let the tension go out. Just have a moment. Take take a nice breath in and let it go. What I'd like you to do is imagine you're walking on a wide, dry path through a wetland. All about you, water birds are gathering in the late afternoon sun. Lazy dragonflies flit near the water through the reeds. Overhead, you see geese flying V-shape, honking to each other. Up ahead is a great hall. You can choose to walk up and open the wide door. Inside it is quiet. Small benches are placed in groups and at the far end is a great carved chair. To one side is a great weaving frame with the loom weights hanging. The design is half finished but already beautiful. You can take a seat at a bench and listen to the birds calling to each other in the late afternoon sun. Stay as long as you like here, and return here whenever you want to. So, mm. yeah, this, these are how I use visualisation inside my faith. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I was miles away. Well, yes! (laughs) That being the entire idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just take yourself away, even if it's ten minutes. Mm. And just be. So here's a second one Mm -hmm. for you to have a go at or modify as you like. So this one, for me, is connected with Frey. Okay. And I see part of his role as the Lord of Harvests. Right. So I want you to imagine yourself standing on the boundary to a ripe field of grain. The sun is warm, the sky is bright, and there's a slight breeze bending the ripe stalks. Move down the track that runs down the centre of the field. Put your hands out and brush the full stalks as you pass. Feel them prickle and bend. 
You can hear the grains rustling in the breezes, smell the dry, dusty scent of the crop. There are a few birds high in the sky, and small insects weave between the stalks. Take as long as you want walking through the field. When you are ready, return to the boundary. Know that you can come back here as often as you like. So. Mm. So there are two short visualizations. Yeah. And so you can use those to give yourself a bit of time out. You might find that you want to use a visualization to maybe visualize the whole of an Aesir or Vanir that you're already particularly close to or have a deep familiarity with. Mm -hmm. Or you might want to use a visualization for one of the gods or goddesses that you're not particularly familiar with to try and get a feel for them, to try and understand a little bit about who they are, what things they might have, what things are around. It's quite interesting. Mm -hmm. um, because in the meditations, mm -hmm. thoughts of the Emperor Marcus Aurelius, Antoninus, yeah. he says at one point, I forget exactly where, but he essentially says that as part of his sort of stoic mm -hmm. philosophy, his, his stoic teachings, he says that you are, it doesn't really matter what's happening to you in, you know, in the body, in the, in the world yeah. or whatever, because you, uh, he says something along the lines of a, a lot of, a lot of men, because he, he talks like that because he's Roman, mm -hmm. a lot of people will waste their time fantasizing about, you know, retiring to some mm -hmm. nice nice place and you know be surrounded by lovely scenery and all that kind of thing and he says it's a complete waste he says because you've got it mm. in your head you can go there anytime you want it's similar to, to, yeah. to, to what you were saying and it just it just reminded me that he's his his attitude is that you know wherever it is you imagine yourself being happiest you can go there you can go there whenever you want to so yeah for me making these short visualizations if you want to maybe look at doing one of your own there are a couple of things that I've found really useful that I use when I'm trying to create hmm. a new visualisation. The first is to involve all of the senses in the description. Now you might want to write your own description of your own travel journey and going to a place. and Or you might want to use someone else's. You might want to record it and play it back to yourself hmm. and just use that to help get yourself into that space. But I've found the more senses that you can use in that description, the easier it is for me to visualize that space. Yeah. So sense of touch, what can you smell? What can you hear? What can you see? But include the other ones as well. And the more of those you can engage, the richer that place becomes for me yeah. when I'm using it. I also find that having an, a little element of travelling, so with the first one you're walking along a path, a wide path in the middle of the marshland, and there's marsh birds about. Mm -hmm. The second one you're at the edge of a field and you walk through the field and then you come back to the boundary. Yeah. Both of these places are have aspects of Frigga and Frey are in both of those. Yeah. Frey is the lord of harvests, the lord of the grains. Frigga, the lady from the marsh hall. Mm. 
So the geese, the tapestry, her ability to weave and to see is in that huge tapestry. Yeah. But it's also the hall of a queen. So there is her great chair mm. at the opposite end and there are benches. However you want to picture these, picture them in detail. Mm. Give yourself big details and little details to focus on that will help you create that space in your own brain. And let us know how you get on. Yeah. Let us know if this is your thing. Let us know if this isn't your thing. It's so good. <laughs> um, with that, now that you're all kind of chilled out. Hopefully. We're going to leave you sat around the virtual campfire and just let you have a moment mm-hmm. with the crackle. And lovely listeners, we will talk to you all next time. If you would like to find us online, throw us a friend request, drop us a comment, come and say hi. It's all good. Yeah. There's always space around the virtual campfire. This is true. You'll find me on Facebook as Suzanne Martin. You'll find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. Come say hi. And if you want to uh, come and talk to me, I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter as Kate Coldwind. Uh, and you can find my dreadful um, <laughs> <laughs> my dreadful website at glassrain.net and feel free to come and be amazed at how little I've put on it. Okay, and with that, lovely listeners, we're going to leave you relaxing around the virtual campfire and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay.